Everything is inspiration if you're paying attention. If you're really tuned into your life, if you're present and in the moment, you can take inspiration from anywhere, anything, any situation, and have that enrich your work, your art, your life, and your soul. As a seasoned womanizer, <laughs> I know that's funny to say and even funnier to hear, but as a seasoned womanizer, I have taken inspiration from my countless interactions with the opposite gender. Some of my best ideas have come from priceless moments with my love interests or my female friends. I am an equal opportunity inspiration taker, if there's such a thing. But there's just something about ruining a good woman that gets the juices flowing. And I mean ruin in the best way, mind you. Just making her feel things, getting her to that point where she breaks all her rules and surrenders to the force of the moment. And nothing determines the possibility of that happening like the first words that come out of your mouth when you first make that move, when you first let it be known what your intentions are. This episode is the story about that time I said the most perfect words ever to a woman I was attempting to toast and how that inspired something else in a different aspect of my life. Sit back, relax. This is going to be a good one. You're welcome to the young God. My story begins in 2020. It was New Year's Eve. Lockdown was easing and people were beginning to get social again. A friend took the risk of organizing a get-together to ring in the new year. I said risk because COVID was still a threat at the time. But anyway, I was invited to this intimate gathering of people who were tired of being indoors and alone. All kinds of people were there, some I was familiar with and some not so much, but it didn't matter. Mans was just happy to be social again. After months of no physical contact, no face-to-face -face conversations, particularly with a woman, my inner womanizer was, was buzzing, was roaring, was purring. You know what I mean? I was trying to meet someone nice and engage in some light seduction. I told myself that if I saw the right spec, it's on site. So, I got there, made my obligatory dabs and greetings and poured myself some punch and then scanned the room. It was dim and lightly packed. The music was ideal, nothing special, but ideal. The mood was set. And there she was, this light-skinned babe with jet black braids. Oh, what a contrast. She had red nail polish on her fingers and toes. A good look, I noticed that shit. And that's not all I noticed. Her eyebrows were symmetrical as fuck. Wings drawn at the perfect angle, shiny supple lips, her nose ring was the perfect accessory and gave her a level of sexy that I had been starved of all year long. Man, I was enchanted. Bottom line is, she was fine as hell. Let's call her Helen. So I analyzed the situation. Helen is a fine babe and she knows it. Hmm. Her body language seemed like she would be receptive to the right person at the right time. 
It's also been a while since I spoke to a woman in a physical setting, so I was rusty, nervous even. I knew that if I was gonna leave an impression on this woman, I was going to have to come at her in a manner that she has never seen coming. You gotta understand, niggas have probably been on Helen's case since she was 13 years old. She's probably entering her 30s, so she's seen every play in the book. When you're attempting to approach a babe, especially one who is extremely attractive, just know that she's been getting male attention since forever. Your approach better be unique or it's gonna be an uphill climb from there. Anyway, before I approached her, I asked the host of the party, the person who'd invited me, what was Helen's story? And she was like, that's my coworker. She works in the finance department. I think she's single. Hmm. Finance. Finance. A finance woman who works in finance. And then it hit me. I knew exactly how to break the ice. Oh, this was going to be legendary. So I composed myself, took a deep breath, walked over to the babe, this light-skinned babe with the long black braids. As I approached her, she took notice of me. We made eye contact. Perfect. She can see me coming. And I didn't look away, but she did. Big dick energy. <laughs> when I got to where Helen and her friends were huddled, the first thing I did was greet her friends before I turned to the main attraction, the reason for all this ceremony. By the way, fellas, when you want to talk to a woman, it's two steps. One, look into her eyes. And two, proceed. I looked Helen dead in her eyes, extended a hand out for a handshake and said, Hi, I'm Rodney. She shook my hand and said, Hi Rodney, I'm Amaka, nice to meet you. Amaka... Igbo babe to the core. This will not be easy. I leaned closer. I kid you not. When she shook my hand, I leaned closer so that her friends wouldn't hear the next things I was about to say. Only Amaka was privy to this information. Remember, Amaka works in finance, according to her co-worker. So I leaned in and spoke directly into Amaka's right ear. I said, I want to finance your fine ass. Amaka said, what? <laughs> she had that confused smile on her face like, what did I just hear? I said, I want to finance your finance. I made sure to enunciate every word perfectly so that she could hear my million dollar pun. You want to finance my what? You know Igbo babes don't like to, they don't know how to code. Her voice could be heard from the window to the wall. Even her friends heard the word finance and they too became involved. Like this nigga is, what, what's, what's, what are we financing here right now? I didn't flinch. With my chest and with a smile on my face, I repeated the words. I want to finance your fine ass. It took her a minute, but then she got it. And she was like, oh, and then she burst out laughing. Mission accomplished. Eyes broken. Was she able to get a girl to laugh? It's a wrap. Now, keep in mind, I had no plans of actually financing her finance. Let me just make that clear right now. 2020 was not a good year financially, so ain't nobody trying to accrue woman-related bills before the new year. But Lord, imagine the power of those words when you're actually boxed up and ready to spend. Sweet baby Jesus, the woman in question will be smitten by the time a real nigga is done. Anyway, 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 Amaka and I spent 
the entire evening talking, all the way into the new year. It was a good night with a cool person. My assessment of her personality on the night was that she's like, she's like whiskey in a teacup. She's a diamond that wants to stay cool, if that makes sense. And in case it doesn't, let me make, let me let me let me explain, okay? Saying she's whiskey in a teacup means Amaka seemed unassuming, harmless and innocent, like a teacup. But inside, she's a savage. She's wild and exciting, like a proper Igbo babe. She's whiskey, strong, confident, intoxicating, on the inside, at least. The second part about the diamond that wants to stay cool is referring to her reluctance to show her true self to people. She has a diamond of a personality, but she doesn't feel comfortable being her true self with people because they can really appreciate her for who she really is. As a result, she would much rather remain cool and be treated ordinarily than be a diamond and not be treated like one. If that makes sense. Man, women are complex and it was this analysis that made me decide to stay friends rather than pursue anything further. A person who is not yet comfortable in their skin is not one you want to get entangled with in that way. Trust me. From time to time, when we talk, when we catch up, that legendary opening line comes up and she's and she's admitted on more than one occasion that that line took her out completely. And the fact that it was tied to her work made it all the more impressive. That was new for her, and no man has ever said anything remotely original since then. Of that fact, I am very proud. But that would not be the end of that line. Remember in the beginning, I talked about how toasting a babe was a source of inspiration. I was so proud of that pun that I fleshed a whole poem out of it. A poem about a man using his words to stir the imagination of his love interest and let her know his intentions for her. So let's imagine that when I spoke to Amaka, I didn't just stop at that one line, but extended the pun to its full potential. This is what that would sound like. Are you ready? Ladies, I will advise you to, to be seated and uh, brace yourselves because <laughs> anyway, I want to finance your fine ass. I want to make your dreams come to pass. I want to kiss you in beautiful places and fill all your empty spaces. I want to whisper sweet nothings and eat you out like freshly baked muffins. I want to tell you that you're the one, even though we both know we're only having fun. I want to give you gifts you didn't ask for, and maybe you'll go down and return the favor. Allow me to reiterate, I want to finance your fine ass. I want you to discipline my line ass I want to split it and lick it like an Oreo. I don't know what's worse, my sweet tooth or my libido. I want to ruin you for the next dude. Make him pay like the rents do. How this will end, only God knows. But I guarantee the high will be worth the lows. So don't think too much, just come with me. And I'll make you flow like the seven seas. All this and more will come to pass. Just let me finance your fine ass. Goddamn. Somebody's daughter is going to be at the receiving end of that one day. Not just the words, 
but the financing. And she will not be ready. She will be pleasantly, pleasantly ruined. By the time I'm done, by the time I'm through with her, <laughs> she will understand why the storms are named after people. This is the young God.